Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to study the prophet Isaiah, lesson 12, Desire of Nations. Our verse for this week is in chapter 60, verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. The effects of sin. It's interesting. When we are fascinated about something and we want to act in a certain way and we say, oh, that's fine and I want to do that, even if it is not so fine for the future if we act in this way at the moment. We want to do it anyway because at the moment looks fine. So the moment is very important and therefore I will do it. But if it's a sin, it is fine for the moment. And we do not take care what will be the consequences in a month, in a year, in five years. We live for the moment. And this is stupid. Wisdom looks far beyond. If I make this decision, what will be the effect in a month, in a year, in ten years? And it is wise to think about it when you marry, and you want to marry someone, to just Live for the moment. Oh, it's such a beautiful face. This lady, this face will change. You, you can use a program in the internet and then you will see how she looks like in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years. <gasps> uh, yeah, this is the moment of life. This is the moment. What will be afterwards? Interestingly enough, we as human beings think about consequences in the moment when God wants you to obey his law. Then you start thinking, oh, but when I obey in this moment, then what will be in a month, in a year? What, what will my family do then? How do they think about it? My neighbor, my boss, what, what will be the effect on them? How will they react? 
Oh no, maybe they are angry. Mm. That's interesting. So, in a moment, we want to do something we want to do. We should, well, future, uh, at the moment, is important. But when God asks you, think about this way. Then we start thinking for the future. Will it be good for me? <laughs> That's strange, isn't it? It should be just the opposite. When we are about to sin, then we should start thinking about the future. What will happen to me when I do this bad thing now? But when God tells me, come on, there, this is the way you should go, then there's no problem about the future. When God says, come on, Imagine Abraham. He was told, come, I will show you a land. Leave all your friends, the house of your fathers. Come. Off we go. I will show you another land. If he had acted as we normally act in such a way, oh, what will be? Will it be better? Maybe it's worse. Um, I stay here. For Abraham, if God tells me, leave behind, then I go. That's the difference. And you can only act in a way for God if you trust him and if you love him. Otherwise, it's impossible. You can't. Who is forgiven? In Isaiah 59, we read in the first two verses. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. Although he is an old man, his ear is excellent. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Uh-huh. This is the problem. The iniquities, they have separated between you and your God, your iniquities. And later on, we read that there is a Redeemer in Zion. In chapter 59, later on in the verses, 
God tells them, I will redeem you. And this is what Martin Luther, the Reformator, discovered in the epistle to the Romans. In chapter 3. He lived as a monk and then he became a doctor of theology, became a Bible professor in, at the University in Wittenberg, in Saxony, in Germany. And he studied a chapter in the Bible and then he taught what he discovered to his students. And when he came to chapter 3, he read the following. Epistle to the Romans by the Apostle Paul. Chapter 3, verse 21. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. Uh -huh. Righteousness by faith for that the belief. For there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now that's how I end, isn't it? All have sinned, all come short of the glory of God, then forget about it. And then verse 24. Being justified, being justified freely, freely, by his grace, by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Oh no! Wow! Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. And then we read in verse 28, Therefore we conclude, so this is the summary, that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. The trusting element is the important element. And when Luther discovered this, he wrote afterwards, oh, it was for me as if the gates of paradise were opened to me. Have you discovered this? Universal appeal. I read in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. 
For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and grass darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Darkness, deep darkness, grass darkness. On the other side, the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Oh, that's great, isn't it? And if your face is full of glory, that you have experienced peace in your heart because you have a given, if you have experienced this joy the Holy Spirit produces in you, creates in you, then what will happen then? Verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Strangers, people who have not known you, when they see you with the glory in your face, they will come. Kings will come. Because they will see nowhere else can I find anything like that. That's special. That's only there. They will come. They want to know. I would like to have this as well. It is a special light. It is the only light we've read. Darkness covers the earth. Gross darkness covers the people of this earth. And without Jesus, there's no light. No light at all. And Abraham was told, go out. I want to show you a land. I want you to be there. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 onwards. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get you out of your country, and from your kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. All families of the earth shall be blessed in you. Israel shall become this. Bearing fruit that others can come and taste the juice 
And this grape juice is something delicious, isn't it? And it's more than grape juice. It's the light of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, that will shine to all peoples on this earth. Why so? Because out of Abraham's seed, the Messiah will come. Out of this very people, this holy nation, the Messiah will come out. And therefore, all families on earth will be blessed in you, Abraham. The year of the Lord's favor. I read in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This was read by our Savior when he came back to Nazareth, where he had been for a long time in his youth. He knew the synagogue. <laughs> he had been there Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath. One Sabbath after the other. He knew this building very well. And then he came back after walking around from village to village. And they were interested in his speech. And then he started this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of the Lord's favor, the acceptable year of the Lord. And then Jesus said, and Luke the Evangelist reports this in Luke chapter 4, and when he, he said this, they, they were full of astonishment, they were surprised when Jesus said, this word is fulfilled today. Today? What has he read? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. Yet does he want to say that he is the Messiah? Oh. We know him. He has been with us here. I've known him since he, he was a a little child. I've known him for a long time. I've grown old in these days. So long have I known him. How can he be the Messiah? Because they are, in their thinking, the Messiah would be here one day as a grown-up man, not being born and growing. And in the end, they became angry in this sermon. 
and they wanted to murder him. But he just disappeared through them because the time had not yet come. He had to do his work. The people there were surprised when they heard about this year of the Lord's favor. It's interesting. In Israel, because of God's command, every seventh year was a Sabbath year. A very special year. And after seven Sabbath years, so seven, 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 then you have 49 years past. And the next one is the 50th year. And the economy, economy in Israel was the following. When you do not work hard, it can happen when you're very lazy that you will not have enough money you will become poor and in the end you will starve to death and the last chance is to to sell your soil that somebody else takes in possession all what you have aired and therefore when you do this you get something for that so that you can still live and do not starve to death. But the important point is, every 50th year, there was a great reset. And it was made as it was 50 years ago. So the original family got the original piece of land without paying for it. Got it back. The next generation. This happened so that the next generation had the chance to work in a better way than the forefathers. And because of that, that every 50th year, the reset, reset taste is, <laughs> the reset button is pressed, and therefore, we go back 50 years. The same family as 50 years before will get this piece of land and what was in the beginning. So there was never the chance that someone could become very, very rich as in our days. Because every 50th year, the reset button was pressed. And then the original situation was again. The day of vengeance of our God. When Jesus read this verse, one and two, these verses, in verse two he read to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord the year of the Lord's favor. And then he stopped here. He did not go on up to this very point. Because the next words are, and the day of vengeance of our God. 
God's death, the day of vengeance of our God. This doesn't sound very nice. Huh? The day of vengeance. Oh, what could that be? God is the God of the universe, the Almighty. And every human being is watched from the center of the universe from the holy temple in heaven. And every person's life is filmed, is on a film, and this is kept for the judgment. And if anyone wants to say, well, I've never done that, the film is shown, okay, then for sure, then it's certain. So, Everything is filmed. <gasps> you, you mean everything? Even? Yes, everything. But uh, I do not like certain passages of this film. You know, it would be better everything is filmed. Everything is everything. And, yeah, and then there will be the judgment according to that what is seen in the film. Oh, as we have read, all have sinned, and all have a problem. But those who come to the Lord, to Jesus, and say, here I am, Master, here I am, with, with all the dirt on me, I would like to start new with a white shirt. I would like to, to, to put away all the past. Uh, could you press the reset button? Yeah, he can. He has paid the price. He's able to. He's the only one. If you want that some passages of your of the film of your life uh, taken away, he can do so. He can. If you present these passages to him and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I would like to start a new life. I want to be a new person. He can do that, and he will do that, if you earnestly seeking his grace. Therefore, you went to the cross. Therefore, he wants you to get out of this mud and dirt, of this world of sin. He wants you to be a new person. Then you'll get peace. You're in harmony with your Savior. You've told him, I do not want this anymore. I, it, it should be gone. Then he will act according to your wish. If you repent in your heart, 
He is the one who will take care of your sins. That they are thrown into the sea, into the deep sea. No one can get it out there again. It's too deep. Praise the Lord for the payment of the price. Summary. Let's have a look at this piece of art painted by Maximilian Jansche, the Austrian artist. What can we see here? Of course, the cross. And there are still blood stains on it, and we can see the nails. But he is not there anymore. He has been risen from the dead. He is alive, resurrected, and is in heaven as our high priest, praying for us. Now when Jesus comes again, he is to preach between human beings and God, the Father. On the one side are the human beings, on the other side is God. And Jesus can take you there. He says, I will draw everybody who is willing to be drawn. And I will bring him there. And we see people down there and we see people up there. Some will be left behind and some will be drawn to heaven. It depends on your grabbing of Jesus' hand. And he shows his hand to you. He wants you to get a good grip. And he will bring you there. Without him, no chance. He is the mediator. And, and what about Mary, the mother of Jesus? Forget about it. She is dead. She can't do anything. And on all the holy ones, they are dead as well. They cannot bring you to, to heaven. Jesus is the only mediator. He is the only one. This was discovered, this secret, in the time of the Reformation 500 years ago in Germany by Martin Luther. And he was so happy about that and so fascinated that he wanted to tell everybody. And even if it cost his life. Because he got such a joy in his heart. He wanted that everybody got a knowledge about this. You can be saved. He has paid the price. He will draw you to heaven. He will give you a new body as the angels have it. That you can survive in the universe because with this body we, we would have no chance. When the angels take you as you are in the space out there no air to breathe. We need that our body becomes a new body, that he is transformed 
and you won. And he wants you to be with him in eternity. No more death, no more sickness, no more tears, just joy, power, hope, everything you can think of and find things. It's there forever for those who come with the trusting, loving attitudes in their heart to their Redeemer. He's waiting for you. Have you already told him that you want to start with him in your life? High time that you do it.